It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I have with me today uh, Jeremy Lang. Jeremy is the founder and vice president of sustainability at Pila. Pila is best known for their biodegradable phone cases and more recently their countertop composter. Pila is on a mission to eliminate 10 billion pounds of waste from the global waste stream and continues to research and develop most innovative products to create a waste-free future. Jeremy joins us from Western Canada and uh, we're going to be talking, we're going to be discussing, we'll, we'll talk about Pila, but we we'll want to talk about why it takes courage to follow your dream and make it come true. So Jeremy, thanks for coming on the podcast today. All right. Thank you for having me, Fred. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Yes. Happy to uh, be uh, chatting with you today. So before we get started, Jeremy, let's, I mean, this is a very noble, noble thing where we talk about, you know, waste and, you know, the, the pollution and an environment and, and mm -hmm. all that's going on. What, what, what led you to, um, to start this initiative? First of all? Yeah. A couple of things. The main driver was um, seeing plastic waste on a beach in Hawaii, in Kauai, actually. Our son was a year and a half at the time, and we were digging in the sand on this beautiful beach, and there were little pieces of plastic everywhere. And I had never seen that before. And I was like, who would litter on this beach? And why does my son have to litter, you know, dig in someone else's litter? Like, this is ridiculous. So then when I got back, I learned about plastic waste and the problem with plastic, right? And how a lot of it. It doesn't get recycled most of it doesn't a lot of it leaks into the ocean and we have the pacific gyre you know this massive island of plastic pieces and it washes up on shore in hawaii so um yeah i wanted to find another solution to solve that problem of plastic waste so uh worked uh did some r d to develop a new material i called it flax stick i used flax straw waste and combine it with biopolymers to make a material that could be compostable and biodegradable and go back to the earth at the end of its life and and uh you know try and mimic nature as as much as possible there is no waste in nature humans are the only species that create waste everything in nature goes in cycles so anything we can do um you know by creating more materials that are compostable biodegradable or creating devices that help you know keep food waste and plastic waste out of the landfill and get it back into the soil where it belongs in a, you know in a good state um that's a win so that's that's kind of early days of of pila and how i got started what, what did it take to get started on an initiative like that? Did you, you know, like <laughs> investments and things like that? Yes. And I think it kind of dovetails well into our topic, which yeah. is courage, right? But we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. What did it take to, to get that initiative going? Well, courage, persistence, um, and I don't know, I guess faith <laughs> a little bit that it's going to happen. But, you know, I, uh, I have a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture, and I after university i got into environmental consulting and i started climbing the corporate ladder and because that's what i thought you know society that's what you do right you work your way up to the company and i wanted to be ceo of this other person's company and and i was climbing the ladder and um after about seven years of that i just i was doing good but i felt inside like I had, there was something else and i always wanted to start my own company uh, since I was young, but like got sucked into what society thinks you need to do. So it took many years to break away. But one of the main things in, in so, uh, you know, after seven years of 
working in a career. And I continued on to work for another 11 years and did PILA on the side, but uh, did PILA for free. But that's, we'll get into that if you like. Um, but, you know, I remember my wife got me a book and it was called The Greatness Guide. And I started reading that and started doing a lot of self-work and growth and like just learning about other, you know, people who have gone on their own path and and figured things out. And um, there was a quote on there. It was, um, hell on earth is being on your deathbed and then meeting the person who you could have become. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was a big kind of kick in the rear end to get going. So in 2007, I just, I started a company. I called it Open Mind Developments. And the idea was to look at things with an open mind for a different view. It's from an old Metallica song, Nothing Else Matters. But just looked at looking for problems to solve. I always wanted to solve problems and figure out how to make things better. And that's a year after that is when I saw the plastic on the beach and then developed the material, saw the problem with plastics, um, saw the problem with phone cases. You keep your phone case for two years, yet the case to protect it lasts for hundreds or thousands of years. That seemed ridiculous. So started with phone cases to solve that problem. And then, you know, uh, you know, now we're trying to create a waste-free future. We have much bigger goals, but that's our North Star. How can we create a waste-free future and eliminate 10 billion pounds of waste and um, and actually create 2 billion pounds of uh, loamy earth or material to regenerate the earth? So not just sustainable, but re regenerate. So that's that's kind of how we did it. But it was a lot of um, a lot of hard times, a lot of personal work, a lot of getting up early, a lot of <laughs> journaling and working with coaches. <laughs> I bet. What, what a noble cause. And, and Jeremy, you, you touched on this scenario, which I feel like a lot of us, or, or at least I'll admit that myself, me in, in this, in this yeah. stage of my, well, you, you know, career, well, you know that there's something more, but this, this yes, there's that comfort zone. And, and, and I, I, I believe this is just my opinion that, the most difficult part is not st starting a business, right? As difficult as it is, I mean, you're, you you can yeah. that. It's, it's not starting the business, but it's it's leaving your comfort zone because that's where your security blanket is, your insurance. Absolutely. You know, that, that, uh, regular, right? Until yeah. you get fired or terminated or you get Yes. Medical, but I feel like it's, it's leaving. It's choosing to step away from the grind into pursuing your calling right and so and that's yeah i think the courage is because if you're if you're starting out and there's really no fallback plan you know that that's it right this is all we have so you're going to give it your all but knowing that there is something else there's that you know paycheck that you can count on you have family and things like that but still choosing mortgage it. kids yeah. i mean it is that, like that's really yeah. where that that courage really uh, comes from. So it's, it's spot on there, and I have a lot of respect for you, Jeremy, for uh, taking that step. Right, that that's really where I think a lot of us ought to be. But for whatever reason, you know, we're, we're still climbing. We're still climbing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, um, the other thing is, the more successful you are in your career, the harder it is to jump to yeah. something else. And it's like, yeah, this is good. You know what I mean? But it's just like digging down and, and uh, just listening to those voices or what's driving you and what do you truly want to do? And yeah. like, what does Jeremy want to do? Not what the society thinks Jeremy should do. And, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Um, but it took a lot of work. And like I said, uh, well, I launched the very first Pila case in 2011. And then my wife and kids and, you know, helped out with it in the basement on the side for free for 10 years, but found partners along the way, you know, um, found uh, our CEO, Matt, my first co-founder, and he knew how to market the product and found a, 
our second uh, partner, Brad, he's our chairman. He knew how to scale the product. So I didn't, knew how to make it, didn't know how to market it, didn't know how to scale it. But that was like 2015, 2016, 2018, we clarified our dreams. But we were still basically in our basement until 2017. And I was still working a full-time job doing this for free. And we probably had five full-time employees. So, I mean, <laughs> it it takes... I. I looked a lot of times, I remember uh, like thinking, geez, I got to make the leap or I'd take my bank time at work and I'd spend a month focusing on this or, you know, getting up early at five in the morning and working on it and doing it in the evenings after put the kids to bed. Like the, there I always find little gaps in it. And I remember thinking like that old thing, do you burn the boats and go all in? And uh, I remember speaking with an entrepreneur who had started his own company and he was quite a ways down the road. And I mean, with his business and I said, I don't know, like, do I burn the boats? And he said, well, you can't burn the boat when you're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I mean, and, and also like, and then I remember reading like companies who um, do it on the side and you have a longer to get, you know, just to get through that three, five years and get make the product better and find that product market fit or actually do better in the long run. But that pull from being an employee to an entrepreneur is so strong. And I can feel it like, and just being... But I, but I remember walking into my full-time job and feeling sick about it. Like just listening to your gut, like feeling it in your stomach, like, oh, I got I need to be doing something else, even though it was going great. So, yeah. And I think when you know when, when the timing is up, I mean, you know, right? There's this burning passion, you know, instead of you that, that kind of keeps drawing you. But oftentimes, like you rightly said, right? you have a good job, you have that position and, you know, it's, yeah, it takes a lot of intentionality to decide to step away from the allure of, of that corporate, you know, guarantee, whatever that is these days. With all the exactly, which isn't guaranteed. No, I know. And it, you know what the, um, but like you know the signs and sick in the stomach. And then I actually got fired, yeah. which was a, a fifteen years at this one job and the one that and and I was doing really well, and it just started butting heads with another fellow who I was reporting to. And that was a really interesting time. And I, luckily I had done the self-work ahead of time and realized that, um, you know, the story, the power of the story you tell yourself. I told myself, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. It's like the universe or whatever you believe in, like trying to get you, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And it got me to, you know, transition into another company, a friend of mine who believed in me and supported me and transitioned from, you know, my environmental consulting into PILA full time, but it, you know, it also talks about the power of the power of the story you tell yourself, but the power of being around people who believe in you and support you. So are they anchors or, or engines, <laughs> yeah. you know, that type of thinking and like the analogy of crabs, I think you probably heard the crab yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. Like that is like when you're trying to break out yeah. and the, yeah. I don't know if you want to share the crab story. Yeah. I can if you want, but it's a good one. Yeah, the, the blue crab, uh, yeah, mindset, right? Kind of pull, pull you yeah, down. you only need to catch one crab yeah. to get a whole pod or cage full of crabs because as soon as you get one, if another one tries to leave, it pulls yeah. it down. They keep yeah. pulling each other down. So just being around people who support you and believe in you. Um, and you have to believe in yourself, which is a hard thing to do too. And finding other people... The big change also went from when it went from I've got this to we've got this to other people saying like, oh, yeah, we can do that. You know what I mean? And I I dreamt it. I dreamt this big, you know, what we could do to change the world and make the world a better place. But I maybe didn't necessarily believe it until other people started to believe it. So that's a 
was a key learning as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't have it off. It's still a learn, lifelong learning process Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you talked yeah. about being, being fired and uh, reading this book now by um, Alan Wise called okay. Bible. He's, he's right. He's written quite a few about, you know, 60 books or whatever, but I'm reading this now because I feel like it's, it's time for me to kind of start looking at things in a, in a different way. But his story actually very similar to yours. He was yeah. pretty well in the corporate world, was actually a vice president of um, W. Clement Stone's business back in the uh, 80s. I think he shares a story. And uh, he and W. Clement Stone were just not seeing eye to eye. I mean, he his boss was worth $450 million. And W. Clement Stone, if you know any of his work, was of the positive mental attitude. And uh, Alan Weiss didn't didn't believe in that. And so they they got into it and, uh, and he was fired. Yeah. And uh, I think he came home and uh, told his wife that he was not going to be fired by any moron ever again. And so he decided to start his own consulting business, organizational development. Right, right. Thing led to the other. Today, he's, he's uh, the foremost authority on consulting. He makes millions of dollars. and Doing what he loves to do, or is meant to do. Doing what he loves to do. And doing it's on his path, not someone else's path. Absolutely. I think that's the hardest thing, like trying to find that, chip away at the stone to find yeah. that the, the the masterpiece underneath. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh you know, that, yeah, that's thanks for sharing that. I think it makes me think about also when I got fired, this is an interesting thing. People were almost like um, afraid to talk to me. It almost felt like speaking to someone who had, like someone had died. But looking back on it, like, and I remember thinking, well, that's, this company is not me. I am me. But as I've gone deeper, like learning, like to get, it was almost like someone did die. The old me died. And the new me was starting to break out. And as you're in just stages of life, right? Like shedding that old skin and becoming your new style, like thinking about it that way kind of thing. Um, it was really interesting to look back on it that way. And and that feeling that I was feeling was actually, yeah, someone actually did die. The old me died. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where the courage comes in, in right? I mean, how, how do you yeah. find the courage? I mean, in your case, how oh, do you man. find the courage to kind of step out there? And you know, I'm sure, you know, yeah, you're it's, like, conscious your mind or something. what am i doing here right but yeah for sure all those right i mean where does the where the courage come from yeah i think it's just i don't know it's a combination of faith and something to prove yeah. and like just um your desire is stronger than your fear yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like that it's uh and uh yeah and and you know not necessarily even something to prove for me maybe something that it was i would say almost even more something to prove for my children yeah and if you have a dream and you work hard at it you can do it and i'm going to show you how to do it like yeah. that type of thing so i and, think and that's where a lot of it came yeah they're very impressionable at that age right i mean our yes age. And i mean there are times for me that i, I find myself maybe i talk about dreams and I'm, i like writing things down i'm a visionary i put things on the board and you know I, Kids will come in and our daughter would, would look at it and impersonate and there's this part of me that says man what if what if it doesn't happen what if, what if i yeah. see it right what, right. what am i teaching them right but yeah but it, it makes me even dig deeper like no we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put everything through this i keep believing and keep trusting and keep putting in the work right until right absolutely yeah. and and at least you're trying yeah you know what i mean a failure would be not to try getting back to the original like hell on earth statement of like so i mean at least we're showing the try and that type of thing and yeah. and uh yeah and it's yeah. and it's the value right that, that we're that we're instilling um in them so what well, so, so someone starts something and um 
the naysayers, right, and, and self doubt, and and all of that. How, how do you de- how do you deal with that, um, Jeremy? You think in your opinion? You know, it, it was it's. It, it, I don't know what it is, but it, I've always believed like. Uh, I just always believed that I could do it. I don't know why. Like I even think about like playing sports growing up. I always just believed if I work my hardest, we're going to, and we don't win all the time, but I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like that type of mindset. And I don't know, you know, the hardworking mindset came from my parents, I'm sure. And you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. But um, I don't know. I think it's just to prove it. Yeah. It, Proved, proved to me that I could do it and prove to other people, but probably a stronger prove it to me. You know what I mean? That's the thing that goes farther kind of thing. So I, I can yeah. relate. I can relate because I, I think it comes from 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 the depths of your soul. It's a, it's a yeah. right? I mean, this is not stuff that, of course, we talk about this in our podcast. No, we're not counselors or anything. We're not no. telling people to quit their jobs or whatever. But I feel like you, you have to get to that point, right? You have to... To, to be convinced that this this is it for you. I mean, it would, it would sound totally ri- ridiculous or even ludicrous for me to tell someone who's making a half a million dollars with a comfortable, you know, job. Right, yeah. It, it's, you have to get to that point, right? And, and this yeah. is something that, you know, you, you can't, um, it, it has to be experiential, right? I mean, you'll find yourself- It does, yeah. Need, right? You had to go to Hawaii, you had to, see that and, and and how many people even were there uh, with you who saw that and, and nothing resonated right really? i know but i was looking for it right. you know yeah. what i mean like that it's yeah. like yeah. i was looking for it and yeah. uh people yeah. Going, yeah what's that's later i mean people whatever but you saw it in something in yeah part that desire in you right? and, and that's that that's that's what we're talking about you yeah it is and i think i when i think back i keep moments in my life like that seeing it on the beach that was like a gut decision like i could feel it uh it made me sick to see that litter or like walking into work and something that i wasn't maybe passionate about i could feel it in my gut like oh my god what am i doing you don't mean that type of thing but it's so it's so hard to it is hard to break out of that but i think it's just bit by bit and keep focusing on it and you know the other thing i think of is like um you know, 10 years is going to go by whether you do something or not. And even an hour a day for 10 years, it it can build up. And, you know, the, the saying, you, you know, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a week or a day, but we underestimate what can happen in a year. Yeah. Like that is so true. And, and then especially once you start getting like-minded teammates and partners involved, and it's like one plus one equals 10 kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you share that example, Jeremy, of, uh, you know, just – Fast forward, you're at the end of life, and then you're you're introduced to 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 what you, you could have been to that person that you could have been. And I wonder, and this is a question that I want us uh, uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. just, just take a moment to think about what if what if wherever you are in life, right? What if you know you're still climbing that corporate um, ladder, whatever that means, or wherever it's taking you, right? Hopefully, it's taking you somewhere. But what if you know thinking of where you are right now? that you, you could have been doing like 10 times or 20 times or even 30 times better than what you are right now. What if that, whatever that ladder is leaning on, right. what if that was your own building, right? What, what if, what if you could be your own CEO right now? What if you, you could be managing or running your multi-million dollar business right now? You yeah. Know, what, what if some of the things that you're, you're looking at or some of the things that you're seeing that you're not even pay attention to, 
could be exactly what should be leading you to your calling where you could be doing a whole lot better right now. Just just what if? Think about that for a moment. Yeah. Think about that for a moment, right? And then and that's where that's why I love what we're doing here, because I I am finding myself at that and that's why I'm reading those books. I you know, there's yeah. things that I'm thinking about right now and, and feeling that this is the time because if I don't do it now, then it may just not be I may just miss it. Yeah. It's totally it so quick. It's like, uh, yeah, and you know another power that, that was uh, that was great, and what another powerful thing that uh, being you know entrepreneurs or you know self work development type of groups, but the one is like writing like a one year and a five year and a ten year letter to yourself, and 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 like you described like the what if, but another thing is like how would you feel, and it's not just money; it's so much other. How would your life change and all? How would you show up as a parent, as a friend, if you're actually doing what you enjoy doing? And I know it's hard work, but I mean, just like not being dragged down all the day, you know, or like just place yourself 10 years out. You know, it's 10 years from now. Here's how I'm feeling. I'm so excited. Like, I mean, that type of getting into that type of detail. And I think it just helps to clarify, you know, the direction you want to go and what you want to focus on. Yes, it does. I was actually in an exercise where this guy was coaching a group and he made us do something very similar. It was like, Right, write it like it is now. Like, see, yeah. you know where you want to live, and, and write it like you're here. You're feeling this. You're hearing the sound of the waves pounding. You know, yes, air. You know, see it, see it now. You know, and, mm -hmm. and that's a very hard exercise because your mind, you know, is subconscious mind is telling. Like, oh, it is. It's pulling you back. It's holding you back. But it's like, yeah, do it. And they they say, and I'm sure you know this. There's this. To the subconscious mind, there's no difference between what is real and what is not. Right. right. It's you feed it. It's whatever you see as a man thinking. So it's evil. Yes, exactly. Man, we yeah, could, we could go on and on and on. But um, Jeremy, what life lessons? I mean, I want us to kind of end on this. What any life lessons personally for you that that you've learned, whether it's um, uh, founding Kilau or you know. Just not going, choosing not to go back to your uh, corporate corporate job, or what life lessons do you think you've learned along journey? Uh, yeah, and like I said, I still don't have it figured out, and I never will. It's that attitude of never arrived and always trying to figure it out. But some of the that's surrounding yourself by supportive people, yeah. or you know the saying, "You're the average of the five people you spend yeah. the most time with." Yeah. If you're spending spending people around time, your time around people. Who you don't want to, you know what I mean? Don't like that's it can point you in the wrong direction, kind of thing. So that would be one. And then the story you tell yourself, right? I, the one that I always jumps out and was a powerful impact on me. And it was, um, I think it was a Tony Robbins was telling a story about two brothers, and they they uh, caught up with these two brothers like when they're in their you know thirties or forties. And I'm probably gonna get the story wrong, but you'll get the, the gist of it. And one brother was an alcoholic and had lots of troubles with drugs, never, you know, tough family, like never really had, had a, a wife and like just always in trouble and drugs and alcoholic and, you know, tough jobs. And the other fellow, they were distant, like they were separated, like they didn't stay in touch. And the other fellow was successful, had a successful wife, clean life, worked hard, didn't, you know what I mean? All that stuff. And they interviewed them both. They caught up with both. And they, they said, why do you think you're like this? Like, why are you the way you are? And they both said, of course, I'm like this. My dad was an alcoholic. So one guy chose to like make the excuse that I'm obviously I'm going to be like that. My dad was an alcoholic. And the other one said, I'm not going to be that. 
I'm going to be my own person. I mean, uh, that was such a powerful thing, you know, just to like, the contrary. You know, yeah. And it can be anything what society thinks or no, that's not what I'm, I, I want to do this path. And it, like I said, it's not easy. It's uh, it's, but it's, it's, and you can't imagine it's, it's hard work, but it's worth it. You know, it's almost like that also saying like, hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life, <laughs> like in the long run. And as it builds up, like it's, um, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it is worth it. And just getting back to the children, you know, the other thing is like one of the, to, one of the most important things we can do is for to set an example. And the best example we can do is kind of live the life that we want to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? And be our best selves versus, you know, and, and show them through example. And yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, that story of the brothers is very powerful, right? One to one, the glass was half full, to one, the glass was yes. half Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's, I think, he underscores the importance of, of perspective, right? I mean, again, to your own story, you're, you're at the beach, you, you someone saw litter, you know, that they had to just, you know, talk about, you saw, you saw opportunity, you saw the opportunity to do something about it, to turn this into a business, not not even just a business, but to to, to save the earth, right? To, to do something. Yeah. To, yeah to, to save humanity and, and that what a powerful perspective yeah thank you and i and it's i know it's easy to say work hard and it's not and then but there are always people like you know where you end up depends on when you start so i'm just so grateful to be i think anyone who's listening to this podcast is probably in a position we're, we're so lucky and you know to be in the position that we're in and, and it's the kind of the best time in the world if you do want to start something you can really make a difference you can in your community and you know all of that so um yeah i love it i mean i actually added two lessons jeremy to uh to, to your first two that he shared now we're, we're going to use this to kind of wrap this up and uh and, and i love questions because i feel like the, the thought provoking that they cause you to, to kind of think and I'll, I'll start with your first two like who are you spending your time and i want to you know kind of this is for you whoever's listening right now right listen to these four questions and don't don't answer them right now but take some time and think through them, right? So I believe if you're able to answer these questions, or if you allow it to kind of settle in and maybe uh, turn a little bit, it, it may it may kind of start leading you somewhere. The first question is, who are you spending your time with, right? Who are you spending your time with? As Jeremy said, you're the average of the five people you spend your time with. So classic Jim Rohn quote or whoever, whoever made this mm -hmm. so much. Who are you spending your time with? The second question is, what stories are you telling yourself? What are you believing about yourself? What is your mind telling you? Is your mind telling you, no, this is not for me. It's impossible. I'm just not cut from that kind of cloth. I just can't do it. No one's in my family has ever done this. What stories are you telling yourself? And most importantly, what are you believing about yourself? The third question is, what do you see around you? What do you see around you? Jeremy saw an opportunity to start a business, right? With a little bit of plastic bottles. Uh, beach in Hawaii, could have been focusing, you know, spending time, you know, relaxing with his family. He was doing that, but he saw something. He saw opportunity. What, what do you see around you? And the fourth, fourth question, the last one is, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And, and don't don't give us that excuse of, oh, well, you know, I'm old and 50 times. No, there's a saying that uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But the next best time is now. It's never too late, my friends, to do what could have been done. So who are you spending your time with? What stories are you telling yourself? What do you see? 
And lastly, what are you going to do about it? Jeremy, I'll let you have the final words. Um, well, you nailed it, Fred. I, there's not much more to say. That's, uh, yeah, it's amazing stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And man, what a great conversation. This is probably, man, one of one of the best discussions I've ever had, Jeremy. Just <laughs> just the lessons here and, and, and um, man, so many powerful lessons here. But is there, do you do, do something with the public? Maybe if someone, someone would reach out, do you have a website anywhere? You know, yeah, you know, helicase.com and lomi.com. Learn a lot about what we're trying to do and, and, uh, you know, how we're trying to mimic nature and, and, uh, keep food waste out of the, out of the landfills and get it back in the soil where it belongs and solve the plastic problem along with it. So, awesome. yeah. Make sure we include that in, uh, in the show notes. But thanks again for coming, um, Jeremy, and spending time with us and sharing these, these powerful lessons. And to you, our listeners, hopefully that's something really valuable out of our discussion here today. Um, this is why we do what we do. This is why we, we just engage in these deep conversations to just talk a little thought, to just plant a seed and hopefully something that will, will, will get you in the right direction to becoming all that you're created to be. So again, that's all. Come your way again next time. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Jeremy, thanks again for coming. Thanks, Fred. Awesome.